And just like that, the Warriors are on to round two, and it is the Memphis Grizzlies. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dub Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my Splash Pro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, before I get started, just a little apologies for if my mic isn't clear. Um, I totally forgot my mic. So, um, But we have to bring you Warriors coverage, especially since um, the game's going to be happening on Sunday. So, my guy, how are you feeling about this matchup? And um, predictions right away for the Grizzly series. Predictions right away? <laughs> okay, sure. bet. Uh, Warriors win and – Warriors win and – I want to say five, but I think six. I, I think say six. five two. I say five two, but I feel like uh, my Steve final Curry prediction. Is throw the game. Yeah, my final prediction is Warriors. I really want to say five, but I just do not. I just think if they have a three-one series lead, I think they probably lose that game five in Memphis. I don't know how the series is going to go, obviously, but I th- my final prediction is probably Warriors in six. I say Warriors in five, I think. Um, but we'll get into the Me- the Memphis preview series. Um, I do want to start off with game four against the Nuggets. Um, Zach, my guy, I mean, closeout games are pretty hard. <laughs> Let's get that right. Um, it was kind of like back and forth the entire game. Both teams couldn't really find a footing um, in this game. but did you like how Steve Kerr started off the death lineup for just like three minutes and pulled JP out right away? Did you like that? Which movie? game are we talking about? Game five or game, game four? four? Oh, sorry. Game five. Sorry. Game five. I mean, I thought that Jordan Poole should have been on the floor a lot more often, but I mean, I did not mind seeing GP2 in the closing lineup. thought he did one hell of a job. He made some clutch shots on the stretch. And then he just comes in there and provides that defense that the Warriors, I think they lack it sometimes when Jordan Poole's on the floor, which I think will be key when you're going up against premier guard play like John Morant and then maybe uh, uh, Chris Paul in the conference finals. So I think I liked what I saw out of uh, GP2. I would have liked to see more Jordan Poole, but I, I'm not not mad that I didn't see Jordan Poole get enough minutes or get a lot of minutes in Game 5. Also, too, Jordan Poole hasn't had his best game in Game 4 and 5. I mean, his shooting hasn't been there from Games 1 and 2, so you would think Steve Kerr would say, hey um, – you're not having it right now. Like, I don't know what he said, but like the saying, but like, um, you're not hot right now. So I'll give it to another guy who I can feel like is going to make a difference on one end of the one end of the court. And I think he went to GP two, which ultimately worked. GP two hit a clutch three late. Uh, that put him up six, I think, or five, five or six or something like that. But I really appreciated Steve Kerr's coaching adjustment this game. They decided to go with a box and one on Nikola Jokic, and it ultimately worked. Uh, Jokic kind of struggled to get open because of that box and one. So um, that's going to be needed, especially for the next series. But credit to Nikola Jokic. Um, he did everything he could, but it's just 
Um, not enough help, especially without Murray and Otto, um, Michael Porter Jr. So um, credit to the potential MVP candidate. Um, but, yeah, I mean. He's one overall, hell of a player, and he's yeah, special. Overall, overall, this series, Zach, um, how did you feel about over the course of five games, how did you feel about the Warriors' execution throughout this whole series? Um, one, I'd like to start off that my prediction was right, by the way. I said Warriors in five. They got it done in five. It's what we call a gentleman's sweep. Um, I thought the Nuggets could not guard Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson if they're all on the floor together, and I was right, and that was proven in games one, two, and three. Um. I think the thing that I like the most about the series is how the Warriors handled Jokic, even though Jokic was putting up 25 plus points in all five games. I think I'm not certain on that, but I think Draymond Green really showed how good he is on the defensive side of the ball and how I think seriously, if he was healthy this year, he's probably winning the defensive player of the year with with his performance that he had against Jokic. Um, and then you also have to give props to Kevon Looney for taking some shifts on Jokic. Um, I don't think we'll get into the Grizzlies. I don't think that'll be necessarily a problem with lack of size, because I think both teams like to play small. They like to pick up the pace, um, which should make it to be a fun series. But I think if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray were healthy, I think this series would have been totally different. I don't but know. But they wouldn't play in the first round, though. They wouldn't play in the first round. That's no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that if if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray came back as came back for the playoffs, even when the Nuggets were a six seed, I think the series would have been entirely different. I agree. I agree. There was I don't. A lot of I don't. Games. I think the Warriors still would have won, but I think the Warriors, that series could have gone seven. Yeah. Like, especially with the swing games, we saw game three, that could have gone either way. If you had Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. in that game, who knows? It could have been a different result. Same thing in game five or game four, if you want to talk about that. It's just um, who's healthy at the time, and that's literally what makes a difference in the playoffs. It's just literally who's healthy every single year. Um, Like I said, Moving on from the Nuggets series, um, the Grizzlies series, um, previewing that. Um, I do want to highlight the Minnesota Grizzlies series. Um, I would say it was a great series, but it was just two uh, inexperienced young teams going at each other. To be honest, the Timberwolves should have won in six, uh, in five games. Let's be honest here. No, I, I – I seriously no. I think Timberwolves would have if they closed Game Three out when they were up by I don't know how many points twenty six. They're up twenty five points. They're up twenty five points twice in the same yeah. game. I think if they won Game Three, they would have won Game Four. They lost Game Five, and they should have won tonight because they had a lead in the second half. I think the Timberwolves should have won in six. I think the Timberwolves no, they should have won in five. They should have no, won, should've won, in, won five. in six. 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 Okay, but they were up. They were up in game three. I think they should have won that. They should have won game. I think they won game four. So it's up three one. Yes. And they basically choked game five. Basically, 
Were they even up in Game 5? I thought Game 5 was a blowout. Game 5, they were up 13 with 8 minutes left. Jeez, I can't even keep track with how much team, this, that team chokes, man. Jeez, I didn't I didn't notice that. Well, I mean, yeah. they should, maybe they should, they should have won in 5. Uh, I think the Timberwolves would have been an easier matchup even with the problem with Carl Anthony Towns. I just like to point out, Ethan texted me that Carl Anthony Towns plays too much hero ball. He really does. Like he, <laughs> there was there was some bad fourth quarter down the stretch. He took a bad shot and, and a three point hero ball. Man, like I think Carl Anthony With twenty Towns seconds is, left. Yeah, he's a very good player. But what this series ultimately proved to me is that the D'Angelo Russell trade, man. The Warriors, that's called that's highway robbery what the Warriors committed. They got Andrew Wiggins, who has become a solidified, solid starting forward, who granted doesn't play to how much he gets paid. He doesn't play like how much he gets paid, but he's a solid guy. And then that's turned into Jonathan Kaminga, who's going to be a generational talent. And what D'Angelo Russell do tonight? I don't even know what he did tonight because it seemed like he was non-existent on the floor. So, um, he got subbed in for a uh, McLaughlin, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Game. Exactly. So, I mean, the Warriors won that trade. That's all I learned from the Grizzlies and uh, T-Wolves series. I thought that was probably the most entertaining series of the first round matchups. One hundred percent. The biggest letdown of the first round matchups was the Nets the and Celtics, bro. <laughs> Um, but we've we talked about that earlier about how Katie and he got carried by Steph Curry. So you can go listen to the previous episode if you'd like to hear about that. But um, that was probably the biggest letdown matchup. I think the most interesting matchup for the second round is probably going to be Celtics Bucks. Yeah, I think the Celtics Bucks is going to be the best. I'm interested to see how the Sixers play without Joel Embiid. They could get cooked. Um and ro- rolled over, but who knows? Um, I think if I'm making any predictions. Well, I guess we can do that real quick. I I think I have as much as I like Celtics. There's just a part of me who can't bet against Giannis. But even without with, Middleton, even but being without Middleton is pushing me towards the Celtics. I'm going to take the Celtics in seven. Um, and then I think I'm going to take the Heat in five. Um, and then, like I said before, I got the Warriors in six. And as much as I hate the Phoenix Suns, um, and ha- as much as I like Luka, I-, I don't think that I see the Suns beating – or the Mavs beating the Suns with Devin Booker coming back. So I probably have the Suns in, Suns in six. So that makes for Celtics Heat, Suns Warriors. And like I said at the beginning of the year, all I wanted, baby, was Suns Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. and. I'm going to pray that we get that. My prediction is basically similar to yours. I think I have Suns and Seven. I feel like Luka can really carry the Mavs, especially with um, Jalen Brunson breakout. Same thing with Warriors. I already have, we already had that conversation. Um, he and Sixers, I think that goes six, even without Joel Embiid. Um, and then the Bucks, Celtics, I want to go Bucks and Seven. I just think you don't want to bet against the defending champs. But... Moving along, Memphis and Warriors. Um, for those who haven't really watched the regular season and they're here for the playoffs, um, the Grizzlies 
are three and one against the Warriors, but that deserves a lot of context behind the losses. For the first loss, um, there was no Clay Thompson, and this was like, I would say like the fifth game into the regular season. So JP's ascension really hasn't begun, and like his breakout season really wasn't there yet. The second loss, um, this was Clay's second game back. So you would assume that there was going to be some rust involved. And I'm not 100% sure if Draymond was in that game. Um, the third loss, it was a blowout. But they were without Steph, Clay, or Dre. The fact that the Grizzlies seem pretty confident without um, having played a team full like Steph, Clay, and Dre is kind of hysterical to me. Like you see fans on Twitter saying, oh, Grizzlies in six, which is possible, like, which is possible you don't know but like um the fact that it's just too much ego I feel like from the Grizzly side like I feel like um it's like the 2018 Rockets all over again we just need to humble them what do you think uh I'm gonna get, be completely honest what the Grizzlies do after games is corny um going on social media and John Morant posting that MJ clip from the last dance about MJ saying in the locker room with the baseball bat about how trash talking this. And I don't know what the clip's about, but just posting that type of stuff and saying that we'll see you back in the M. I understand like hyping your team up, hyping the fan base up, but man, you, you know who you're going up against? You're going up against three guys who have won three championships. Um, the greatest shooter of all time, by the way. Um, I think I think the Grizzlies were a regular season team the whole all along. I don't think they were going to make a deep run in the postseason. Um Oh, shit. I'm not jinxing myself, so we're going to knock on wood real quick. Um, I just don't I, – I never believed in the Grizzlies just like I did with the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls were going to be some – making it all the way to the NBA Finals. I don't think the Grizzlies were going to make it that far. Uh, they got out of round one, so there's that. But I just – I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I, I just – I think the Warriors will have some struggles with the Grizzlies, but I think ultimately their experience will put them up on will put them up uh put them on top. I do want to point out Minnesota's inexperienced and they made so many mistakes in this year in that series. Like I said in game three, they blew two twenty five point leads. In game five Anthony Edwards decided to gamble on a pass to John Morant, which led to a game-winning layup. And in game six, you had Carl Anthony Town to shoot a hero ball um, shot. But that whole series was about Minnesota choking leads in the fourth. I think the Warriors would even make those mistakes at all in the playoffs. Granted, you can – Oh, 2019 game two where they blew a 31 point lead but this is a different team um, this isn't the KD Warriors where um, it was all dif- dysfunctional and all that this is a new team where a new identity um, fresh faces 
but it's different. They're not going to make the same mistakes. They're going to punish the Grizzlies for making some dumb IQ plays. Like with game six, I saw John Morant taking a like, like a forty, like a thirty-five foot three for no reason. Yeah, clank, that's the, clank, that was the Andrew Wiggins playing clank right there. See that that's the kind of mistakes that the Warriors are going to capitalize on because the Warriors thing is transition three, ball movement, pace. That's what they're known for, and fa- the Grizzlies can't keep up with that. But it's about who makes the most at the end. Um, but um. I do want to point out that there's also weaknesses for the Warriors in this series. Uh, the Grizzlies were number one in offensive rebounds and forced turnovers throughout this whole season. Uh, two of those things, the rebounds and the turnovers, are things that the Warriors struggle against. Offensive rebounds, especially with no big and with turnovers. I think they have like average 18 or 19 turnovers a game. What do you think is going to be the key to prevent all of that, like the offensive rebounds, and to lower the turnovers as much as possible. What's the game plan for the Warriors if you're Steve Kerr? Uh, box out. That's how you get. Uh, that's how you prevent offensive rebounds from happening. Um, no boneheaded turnovers. So the Warriors have a fetish of overpassing way too much, and I think that's one problem for concern. Overpassing leads to turnovers. Um, Steph has done it way too many times in that Denver series. He also overhelped on defense, which I think the Warriors have to be aware of um, because the Grizzlies have Desmond Bain, who's, I would say, is a knockdown shooter. Um, But I think perimeter defense will be key. And then I think... A uh, key matchup to watch out, look out for, I think, would be GP2 against John Morant because I saw one, I think, during the regular season, I'll pull up the stats real quick, but I think GP2 on John Morant will be like a key matchup for, I saw that. for me that I'm interested in because I think GP2 against a smaller guard, against what against a team's best guard, I think the Warriors have the best success putting him on that team's best guard defensively. I don't think Steph, I think he's an improved defender. I don't think, I just think your best option is GP2. But he's also seen it in the regular season too, right? When obviously yeah, John Morant went defended by Gary Payton during the regular season in 16 minutes, seven points, four assists, five turnovers, and he's two for 12. Yep. It's you need to put GP two on John Morant, and then Andrew Wiggins defending John Morant in nine and a half minutes. John Morant is five for 17, 11 points, one turnover, over four from three. So I think Andrew Wiggins, GP two, or you should probably have those guys on John Morant a couple times a game. No, they're going to have them on the whole series. You don't risk anything. Whole series. I you mean, can Steph, you can put st- you can have Steph on John Moran. I think Steph can handle himself. I I don't tr- necessarily trust Jordan Poole, but I think I think Steph can handle himself. Okay, I do, I do too. But um, you don't. But you also have cook, to. Obviously. So who would the Grizzlies put out as a starting lineup? You would have John, John Moran, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Stephen Adams probably for Game One. Yeah. 
So Dylan Brooks, you could take out of the equation because what does that guy do offensively? Oh, he hit six threes tonight, I think, against the, <laughs> the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe just me slandering Dylan Brooks because I like it. Um, so the matchups would probably be you would – and that's the question. Who are the Warriors starting? Do they go with the death lineup right away or do they start Looney? I think they start off Looney, especially if you have yeah. Steven Adams out there. I think you would pro- – yeah, one. so you would start Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. After Draymond – yeah, so Cl- Wiggins would probably – I would think to start off, Wiggins would probably take John Morant. Clay on Dylan Brooks and Steph on Devin Bain. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not trying to see Steph – I don't think Desmond Bain's going to cook Steph, so I'm not going to say that. But um, what I hope, though, I think – I hope – I know Andre Iguodala is out for a week now with his disc injury. That man's – Love that man, but he like takes a lot of time off. Um, I'd like to see Andre Iguodala on the floor against this Grizzlies team because this Grizzlies team does not like him at all from going back to 2019. So, all right, games one and game two. Do you think the Warriors steal at least one? They have to if they want. No, 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 no. no. Do you think they steal yes. games one or game two? Which one? Oh. I think they take know. game one. I think they take game one. Game two, obviously, Grizzlies are going to come out even more energized to not lose, go down yeah. 2-0, going back to Chase. But, I mean. I don't think the, I, I don't think the Warriors take both, but I do think that they take game one. I think that added a couple days rest will help. Um, and I think the Grizzlies could be sluggish coming out of the gates with only – they played tonight, and they have Saturday, and then they play Sunday afternoon. So they have to fly back um, tomorrow. So. Yeah. So, but um, this whole rest period, um, they played Wednesday. They only have five days till Sunday. I think four days, four or five days. You know how, like, with the Warriors, when they had like a long day off, um, they would usually come out rusty. Um, I think I remember seeing this in 19 after the sweep and game one of the finals. It was pretty rusty. Do you, like, worry about that happening for the Warriors in game one especially? No. Which ref- which finals are you referring to? 2019 finals. How many days did they have off? Like a week? I think they had a week off. They had a week off. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is an entirely different team. Um, and I think with the Warriors experience, knowing that they're, they're starting off on the road, I think that they know that they have to get off to a good start. And I think that I won't see unserious Warriors basketball on Sunday. I don't think I'll see unserious Warriors basketball. There are some... There are some stretches in game five where that was peak 2020-21 unserious Warriors basketball. Steph Curry carrying the team. Like, they were letting DeMarcus Cousins just bully the bully in the paint. And DeMarcus Cousins, this is the DeMarcus Cousins coming off of two catastrophic knee injuries, and he's in his mid-30s. They made DeMarcus Cousins look like he's 26-year-old Sacramento Kings DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I think they take game one. I don't think – I think 
all I all, like, I think that's the most important with the postseason series is that if you're the road team, you have to take at least one when you're on the road. I 100% agree. Um, I do want to point out it was 10 days between game four of the Western Conference Finals in 2019 and game one of the NBA Finals of 2019. So, so the Warriors had Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they had three days off. Which is basically a normal regular season. Yeah. Like, so I think like they're a long fine. day period. I okay. think they're fine. Yeah. But um, I, do, I do want to ask you, um, since we're past that conversation, um, what's the rotation going to look like? Uh, do you see Bielitsa? Um, I better start... not see Bielitsa. <laughs> well, he's my guy, though. You start Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, or shoot, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. Then you have a – I think they go – I said nine men. You got Jordan Poole, then you have a second unit, Jordan Poole, GP2, Otto Porter Jr., Andre Godala, if healthy, and Jonathan Kaminga. That's who I throw out there. And when Iggy is not healthy, then you put Kaminga. And then if you're in serious, dire need of help. Oh, sh- did I forget? I put Looney in there, right? You did. You did. Yeah. And if you're in serious, dire need of help, you put Belly in. That's what my rotation would be. Yeah. Um, especially with foul trouble, too. We saw in game four where they were kind of stuck. So they Iggy and Belly, and that didn't really bode well, especially with Belly. This is going to be a fast-paced series, and I don't think Belly can keep up in this series. He's going to get blown by. He's going to get onto Switch. He's going to get switched onto. So it's going to be barbecue chicken for the Grizzlies if they have Belly out there. Yeah, so I think think that's – yeah, I don't think – that's why I just think Belly should just be a last resort option. Um, if Looney and Draymond get into serious style of trouble, then you put him out there and then you just let it happen. If you, you, if he gets cooked in the barbecue chicken, he gets cooked in the barbecue chicken. Uh, I, like, I think he just needs to be out there. If there's a scenario where you can't have Draymond and Looney out there because they're in serious foul trouble per se, they have three fouls at the beginning of the second quarter, which I don't think will happen because I think Draymond and Looney are both smart, but that's who I would put out there. And then I think, I think closing games, no matter what is the death lineup. I, I think both teams like to play fast paced. And I think, I think Dylan Brooks is probably the best defender out of the, their starting five, but I just, I don't think it's going to be like the Nuggets where they can't guard Steph Clay and Jordan Poole, but I just think having three shooters and Draymond at the five is just the best lineup that that the Warriors have and that they should use it to close games no matter what. Like we said too, like the death lineup opens a lot of options, but we saw in game five that Steve didn't opt to close with the death lineup and instead GP2 and Otto Porter. Do you think Steve Kerr goes with either of those two instead of Jordan Poole to end game, to close games sometimes? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. If Otto's hitting shots, no, I'm not opposed to it at all. But I think I would lean more GP2 than Otto Porter Jr., but that's just me. Heck, GP2 won us two games, basically. I mean, he's he was clutched on the stretch. He's that th- – that three-point shot has been falling for him, and 
Jordan Poole's a damn good shooter, but I, I did not expect GP2 to just come out there and hit knockdown shots, clutch shots um, in crunch time. So, yeah. You could have seen it in the Nuggets bench players. Like, they didn't, like, they just, like, threw their hands up in the air. It's like, what? Yeah, Basically. There's a, there's a fifth, there's a fifth splash brother now. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, fourth. Um, My bad. Shoot. I think we pretty much covered a lot of Grizzlies preview stuff. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to coaching adjustments, who makes the right plays when needed, who steps up, which role players knock down shots, especially where you could be at home. Um, the role players are going to hit shots. So it's going to be about how do you weather the storm, how do you fight back, and how do you fight back through adversity. So that's going to be the Warriors' task on Sunday, basically. Damn straight. It's time to steal one, folks. It's time to steal one. That'll conclude episode number eight, six. I'm right. Eight, six. You're right, brother. Warriors, game one, Sunday. This is when the real playoffs start, boys and girls. It's the Western Conference semifinals. It's the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies. First and number three should Golden State Warriors Sunday, May 1st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Warriors take on the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Game two is Tuesday, May 3rd, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on TNT. And then the Warriors do – game three is not until Saturday, May 7th. So Warriors get some – Last, I guess, until Saturday after games one and two, which don't really make much sense to me, but all right, I'll take it. So uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod and tune into the Warriors Grizzlies game one Sunday, 3 yes, 12 30 p.m. Let's lock in, lock in, Dub Nation, lock in. Daddy Steph is gonna. It's gonna work his magic. It's gonna work his magic, baby. So what? So you should enjoy.